Welcome to the It's All Fine and Danji podcast, where hosts Dan and Angie talk with creatives, small business owners, charities, and all kinds of interesting people. It's all real talk. It's all fine and dandy. A lot of repeating from the attorney and a lot of him. You have to see the visual, too, because he looks at him like, are you shitting me? Are you being for real? You want me to answer that? Okay. It's just funny. I so. may have to tune in. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. All right. Let's so, get this show rolling. Yeah. Maybe. So see what they did there? They made us comfortable. We're chatting. Yeah. And then yeah. We're chatting. We're talking. Oh, that's yeah. how we do. We're, we're doing. Got everybody a drink or two. That's and right. we're, we're getting it going. So we're sitting here talking to Becky Rourke and John Seidel. I said it right? Mm-hmm. It is Seidel. <laughs> So I used to work with Becky years ago, and what were you there? A marketing director? Another or? lifetime ago. No, that was Frank. That was Frank. That's right. And I was, what was I? See, uh, I wouldn't know my title back then either. I was either. just like a senior copywriter. Senior, okay. So th- what interested me, I mean, I feel like you have a lot of interesting things that are going on with oh, you. Oh, I do. But I know. <laughs> and we talk about how we, we like to meet with interesting people. And Becky is definitely one of those interesting people. But you are a writer and a producer, which is, as someone who writes novels, I am always um, entertained and mesmerized by people that are writing and producing at any caliber in any way. And I'm curious, and we'll get into this, but you do this for like an engineering firm? I do. That is really cool and probably not a common thing. No, I mean, I think engineering company, at least the one that I work for, I think they are surprised to have somebody from a creative background. Yeah. Because it's usually somebody that either already works there who just sort of fell into the role or, I mean, I think now, these days... It's more specialized, and they're actually searching for people like me. But it's also but, more like, to, in my opinion, and I was always on the outside of marketing, but it's someone, you're good with graphics, so make this thing. You know, you're not writing and producing things so much like that. You know what I mean? So I'm, I'm kind of curious, what, what is that? What is that role like? What well, does it's it storytelling. So yeah. it's making projects sexy to help sell mm. or pre-position or, you know, for instance, um, we, d- we designed the terminal, the new... Louis Armstrong, New Orleans International Airport Terminal, which you might be flying into. And uh, we did not only the construction management, but we also, we were the architects of record and did, I believe, the architects of record and designed it as well. So, you know, typically you would just have a project write up, as you know, on the website or whatever. But obviously in the last 10 or 15 years, film has really become content Mm. king because it's storytelling and you're you're pulling people into that story. So using it as a sales tool is awesome because people can relate and tone of voice or music, everything has to work together. But the terminal had a fantastic story and so I went out and told it. So I had a oh, I have a cool. I work with a videographer filmmaker out of LA and Emerson and I flew out to to New Orleans and it, as it was being built, so we took the drone and oh, I, love it. Um, I don't have a clue yet what my story is. Yeah. Because how can I was going to ask, are you storyboarding after no, or during? Yes. After, and I don't even storyboard. I just basically, the I'm a master interviewer. Yeah. As you two are. Thank you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> so I grab my hand mic. No, I, um, I go out there and I have a series of questions that I, I ask the same questions of everybody from the fire chief, the 
the fire inspector of Louisiana to the mayor to our own people who were project managers and you know, PEs and all that on the job and the architect of record and all of those guys, I interview them all and I have a series of questions, but it's, it's not what, it's about what's not on my question list Mm -hmm. is where you get the good stuff. Sure. It's us having a conversation. So I don't typically give out the question list ahead of time either. I'd love that. A bit uncomfortable we with that. We used to do but... that, and now we said, no, it's it's much more natural, and you're going to get more, actually, out of somebody from them not just focusing on those questions that they think they have to answer during an interview. Right? Yeah, exactly. And they're too prepared. Yeah. So then it comes off as scripted. Sterile, no, scripted. I do not want a script. Yeah, I love that. So what's the kind of information that you're drawing from them to be able to get um, what you need to tell your story to make that presentation? Well, I always ask about what are the sustainable and environmental aspects. Did Mm. we have to be careful uh, with the pavement design because of any wetlands nearby? And did we, you know, so, and what did we use for energy? So I, there are hot buttons that the, that every company has their five or six pillars that they, that they want out there for their brand and for the world to see and know about them. And part of it is engineering net zero. It's sustainability. Mm-hmm. Um, it's energy savings. And, you know, I'm always, I have the client forefront every time because if I'm a potential client listening to this story on the, the terminal, I want to know those things. I want to know, you know, what are you going to do to save me money? Yeah. yeah. It's, we're going to yeah. put some radiant flooring in and we're going to design it so that the sun doesn't come beating in through those big old beautiful windows that we designed. And, and, and you're getting um, into the actual, um, like, traditional design in a way, too, when you're talking about, like, the wetlands or the, the things they would do that just part of part of engineering, mm-hmm. but maybe an owner doesn't know is part of engineering, the, the things that go into the thought process of design. Because it's funny, when you mention that, you know my background. I'm a IT director for an engineering firm, and in my head, immediately, I'm thinking... Like when you said wetlands, I'm thinking of like the borehole logging and things that they do to test soil and the things that you probably don't want to get into that you know, in nerd, the weeds. right? The nerdy technical level with the owner, but to be able to know enough about engineering to ask it in a way that's entertaining, that's a skill that comes with time. I'm sure from working with engineering firms, it is, and it, you know it applies to any industry really because I do some freelance too yeah. for other clients and temp companies and such. But um, yeah, of course, you know when when I go out and ask these questions again, I have the sustainability question and what what is the most surprising thing about this project? What was surprising to you about this project? Yeah. What were the challenges of the project? Mm. And so then the, I just get a lot of good stuff, but then. I start asking specifics to their job in particular and what their what their job was for that project. Based on their answers? Based on their answers or No, based on what I know they did about for the job. Already. If they are a um like a um they're producing a digital twin. Yeah. You know, oh. or they are, <laughs> you know, they're doing visualization tools to help the client understand what this thing's going to look like in a virtual environment. Yep. That's so that, the world we live in. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So it's that kind of thing. Then if that person is did that on the job, then I'm going to gear it toward that. But I'm always going to ask those other general questions. But then I ask questions that they don't expect. Like, um, 
you know, what superhero comic book or cartoon character do you identify with the most and why? I love it. And they can't, they're like, huh? Well, well, right. what does that have anything to do but with? But it makes a fun conversation. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then you can slice and dice it for engineer week. <laughs> oh, that's true. Oh, that's that's true. Little captions. So how do you take that information and turn it into something visually presentable to a client? Well, like, what would, what would a film look like that you do you call it a film like, yeah okay yeah. what would it look like like if I was a client sitting there and you know you're about to present it what would I um be what what should I expect well a story yeah instead of how many rivets did it take to put this terminal together it's boring we <laughs> you know the, the main part of that terminal is that you know it's telling the story of an airport and how it is the the gateway to a city Mm. and so if you're visiting new orleans for the first time we want you to we as new orleaners want people to come into our city i'm it's like i'm with the new orleans chamber of commerce i love it we're going there so i'm (laughs) excited to hear this (laughs) we want you to come in and get a taste of new orleans but that airport needed to reflect not mardi gras beads and that's more of the real history it is the culture and Mm. the food and the music and so which is what we're going for that is exactly (laughs) what we're going for and i even said i don't want anything to do with that no offense if that's your thing it's not my thing so the beads and all that part and stuff it's the culture and the the people yeah and so or if it's chicago you're gonna want you're gonna reflect the city is reflected in the airport, and sometimes it's the yeah. first thing that anybody sees. As so a it's visitor. like when yeah. you come to Orlando, you're going to see Mickey and Minnie, and you know. Well, hopefully, you're going to see a lot more and different than that. Yeah, yeah. and that's the expected. We already know about that. I'm yeah. going to, you know, Dig I in. think now our designers, our architects, are thinking more along the lines of, you know, how, how can we get the visual across to build business for that city mm. because yeah. it's an economic driver, obviously. Yeah. So we have to do a really good job designing that and not just, you know, baggage claim and how the bags are processed and sure, sure. all of the stuff behind the scenes. Yeah, but the story that, yeah. that, I, that I told was, you know, you there's beautiful drone footage of, I, I pretty much intro all of my films with drone footage of the community because in the end it's about that. Yeah. Yeah. It is about me and you and the and flying into that airport or if I'm if I'm if I have a video about a highway that we're doing something with, you know, the Department of Transportation, I'm a commuter, so I approach it from the standpoint of the end user, not yeah. the cli- you know, not the not the engineering company. It's not about us. It's about yeah. it's it should be client centric always. There should not be a bulleted list of services ever. It should be, I know your pain point. Mm-hmm. You know, we understand you need to bring, you know, more tourists and more businesses into New Orleans. And here's how we're going to help you do that. So you're mm-hmm. you're thinking of it like as the traveler. What's the traveler going to see that's going to raise their attention besides the things they already know about, like the beads and the 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 touristy things that are already there? Well, that's what's- what the engineers are thinking about and the designers. And what I'm thinking about is that plus... What is the client thinking about? For so, more for more business later. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're gonna want to know how easy it is it for our passengers to get through security and TSA checkpoints. So it's a mix. It's a mix it's of a the mix. actual workflow mm-hmm. of the design plus the actual culture of the city or whatever. Correct. Yeah, yeah. 
Oh, I love that's, that. That's super yeah. interesting. Right. So, but then you have to have sexy music on top of all of that. So you, oh, you, yes. When, yeah, crappy. definitely. So I'm just curious from a techie nerd standpoint, because of course I am. Um, <laughs> the you know Once you go out there and you get your footage and do your interviews and all that, you bring it all back to the office. And then do you work with a team of like video editors? Or are you doing all that yourself? I work with Emrys, who's my videographer, filmmaker out in L.A. He's with Ref Edit. Nice. And he's awesome. He, he We've been working together since 2015. We started out in Vegas. And um, doing projects for this cl- for for who I work with now, right? And so he'll send me well using Frame Frame IO. He's, he he sends me all the B roll, yep, mm-hmm. all of the interviews, and then I start building the story, either looking at transcripts or I prefer to just watch the interviews. Sure, mm-hmm. and then I start building the story. And it's always about the community in the beginning and the ease of whatever it is, whatever the project, whatever bricks we're taking off the client's back and off the end user's back is what I typically start with Mm -hmm. and how it benefits a community. And then I work into the technical parts that other clients might, potential clients might want to know. Sure. And then you wrap up with the community More again? More community. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And how the community's affected, I would assume, overall. Right. Because we're there to make the client win with the community as well. Of course. Because they have constituents and they have the public yeah. to answer to. Mm-hmm. And the public can be demanding. And of they course. can jack things up at a community meeting like nobody's business. Yeah. So <laughs> part of it is good PR. Yeah, of course. I am super curious to see one of these. Are they publicly available, mm-hmm. like the They're videos? On YouTube. Oh, I got to see one. Oh, yeah. You got to go to the New Orleans one, and I use some, some like orchestral music for that one. It's can I, can we post cool. a link to it in the yeah. show notes? Okay, very cool. Sure. So people oh, can yeah. see what you're talking about. That would be really neat. So you've all, I think you've probably always been a creative person since first grade. Yeah. Um, so, but you did say that, that you think they're looking for more people for this type of position that you are filling, that you're taking on. Is this something you fell into? Is it something that you went to school for? Like what's your background? So it all started in first grade with Mrs. Parks, my first grade teacher, and I was writing. Impressive that you know your first grade. No doubt. May Parks. She, she she left an impression. She looked like a hundred years old, but in reality, she was probably about forty. <laughs> oh, so she could still be around. She, no, no, she's long gone. I think she was ancient even then. But okay, she, so you can't offend her. So we're all good. No, I was a, a avid reader, like at the age of three, yeah. really young. Oh, nice reading, and my parents read to me a lot. So I think mm-hmm. that. It's the storytelling. And so I was writing and illustrating little short stories in first grade. And then by seventh grade, I read all the president's men about five times. This is before the movie came out because I am old (laughs) and I loved it. I loved the whole. So I said, "Okay, I knew I was going to be a writer. Well, now I'm going to be an investigative reporter. So in seventh grade, I knew I was going to go to the University of Kansas journalism school, which I did. But I did not go into news at all. I went into advertising because yeah. I like telling stories, sure. not being, mm-hmm. ac- you know, completely factual and accurate all the time. Yeah, yeah. There's not, <laughs> there's not, I would imagine there's not much creativity in that. No. So I went to KU, graduated journalism school with an emphasis in advertising, and then was a copywriter uh, doing brochures and, you know, old school, you know, paper stuff. And then yeah, yeah. Paper? The What's paper? 
digital arena. I'm too young to know what that is. Uh, whatever. <laughs> it's making a comeback, especially yeah. direct mail. I love tactile things and books. Yeah. And, I'm the uh, other way. I gave away all my books and CDs and DVDs. It's all digital now. I can't fun. lose it. It's I'm, funny, I'm though, surprised. but I do. I would rather read uh, an actual book. Like, I want the actual book instead of... I like a Kindle if I'm at the beach or something so I don't mess the book up, but... I love I, that, though. Authors make more money off books, so buy yeah, books, people. Yeah. Buy books. Yeah. So then I, you know, I worked for small ad agencies in Dallas, and then I moved to Kansas City, and um, then I moved to Orlando in 1996, and I worked for the Orlando Sentinel in their creative services department. That's where mm-hmm. you and Frank met. Mm-hmm. Oh, very nice. So that was a great gig because there were about 15 other people just like me. So they kept us all separated from everybody else because we were irreverent bastards. So you had your people. You I had, had, my you had people. your people. Yeah. And yeah. I've had an entourage my entire career of, before that I worked for a graphic design studio in Kansas City. And I'm friends with everybody that I've ever worked with pretty much since 1984. Well, I think yeah. that says a lot about you as a person. Thank you. Yeah, well, I mean, it does. I mean, it piss a lot of people off. Especially yeah. sometimes. business. Yeah. Especially business. Oh, that, seriously. It yeah. does. I mean, so, I'm curious, John, what do you do for a living? I'm just curious if you are also in this world or a different world, because it's interesting. I'm in the entertainment world. Yeah. Um, For a long time, I did lighting design. Yep. I installed shows as a technical director. Oh, very nice. Um, Now I'm installing lighting control systems. Yep. So one of my projects right now is I am doing the new Concourse C at the airport. And the project before then, I did the new uh, Performing Arts Center at Belmont University in Nashville. So is there uh, is that more like a engineering type, pro- uh, or yeah, is it well, a it's is usually it engineered and I install it? But so is it? I guess what I'm getting at is it more of a mechanical engineer mind, or is it a more of a creative minded project? It's more of a mechanical engineer. That's what mind. I figured. Yeah. At, at the, this point, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, for years, I did lighting design and. And I installed. I was a technical director, so I take whatever the producer, the scenics designer, sure, the whatever they came up with. And my job was to make a show out of it, make it work, yeah. make it work in the show with a budget and stage crew and everything else. Very nice. So I wondered because you know it's interesting. It's always interesting to me the dynamic between a creative and uh, an engineering type minded person and and how the flow works with just day to day life because. I have a job where I it's it's a very mechanical, non-creative. I'm an IT director for an engineering firm, but I in the back of my head, and maybe you are too. I have always been. Whenever you talk, Becky, about the process of, um, you know, uh, the creative process, and you and I have talked about this before. I I feel at home with people like that. Mm-hmm. I feel at home with people that are creative types and. It's like almost like even though I don't do it as a for a living, I my brain is wired to want to do that stuff and to want to be that way. And I get the idea that creatives, it's a it's a weird process, like a dream process almost. You might work till two in the morning because that's when your juices are flowing, or you know what I that's mean. That's exactly You're, right. Mm-hmm. That's exactly when it hits, it hits, and it doesn't matter. And you can't make it hit. No, you know. No, I try to tell. So I had Frank sing, "Be creative now" as a joke. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. That's a we great. We get that all the great time. Shirt. <laughs> Frank was always like, "Be creative now." It's a joke because he knew yeah. that you just can't force that. Yeah. And, and um, in fact, one of my the process that I have is I choose the music before I start writing. 
yeah. and I write to the music. Oh, I love it. Mm-hmm. That's relatable. Yeah. But like uh, soundtrack music to me. He does I, that too. He I has pick it like, out and then play it. He has different soundtracks, like when he's writing different scenes in a book or to it's like a movie, set the right? Mood. Yeah, Abs- it gets it, it totally. That works makes sense for creative time. people, though. Yeah, yeah, I guess because to me, like some music, just and it's usually to me is music with no words. It's soundtrack type music, yes. but yeah. It could be, I could be like, isn't that so sad? And people are like, there's no words in it. How is that sad? I'm like, it's a devastatingly sad song to me. It's emotive. Right. But there's no (laughs) words in it. So it's just, I guess, the way the wheels turn or whatever. Um, So I I just wanted to mention, because the first time I ever met Becky, Becky volunteered to do something for you. Oh, yes. Becky helped launch... My book career, actually. Yes, she Absolutely. did. I don't think I helped launch your career, but well, I, I mean, you helped. You helped well, me officially launch the Daniel Fox books, and I normally don't do this. I feel like I'm plugging throughout this whole thing, but you can get your books at DanielFoxBooks.com. <laughs> um, hey, baby, that's why we have a podcast. You're allowed to do exactly that. right our podcast. But I normally yeah. sometimes it doesn't come up at all. But you did. You helped me get my first book signing set up at um, Stardust uh, Video. Lounge. Video and Lounge. Video. Yeah, I love yeah. that place. Oh yeah, that, that was, was a, a fun event. It really was. It was a came. great a lot, turnout. A lot of people yeah. came, and was, uh, yeah, I'll never forget. That's how it all got started for me. I really appreciate that, and it really turned out. Very I was well. happy to do it. I love creative endeavors. Yes. Yeah, you really are like quite a little party planner, aren't you? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> you have no idea. She was oh, coming I up see with it like on Facebook. I'm like, why are I ever going to these parties? <laughs> <laughs> I need to get on this invite list. Yes, <laughs> you do. I mean, because you're just like now. I'm pretty creative like that. In that you department. are absolutely. So yeah. I am very themed like you. I like. She w- literally I- wanted us to do. We launched the podcast. Every month was a theme, and we did that for like three or four months, and it was very difficult because it would be like this month we're just going to meet with like farms, and next month we're just going to meet with teachers, and it's a great idea, but but it's very hard to organize. We actually did it for like six months. Was it? Yeah, we pulled it off. God bless you. (laughs) It was hard. It was like really trying to get people lined up, and oh yeah, and we did back then. We did an interview a week. So yeah. you had to have oh it at least four months. We did now that up until this two, year. Yeah, now we're doing two a month so that we can yeah. be more in the community and stuff. But yeah, I'm very themed. Like everything has to like coordinate and match. And yeah. it's, it's got to be like that. And I'm OCD. I don't know. Are you as a creative or are you loose and free? With loose the, and free. And uh, I don't stress and I don't uh, usually have don't a either. second rewrite. That's I write a, it and I don't revisit it. Now, Dan longing, longingly wishes he could do that. I do. That's going to be freeing. But he really because cannot. I think oh, I have geez. a little bit of that brain. I, you know, <laughs> I think I have a little bit of like, you know, the engineering type brain and a little bit of the artistic brain or a lot of oh, each. you totally hit. And they conflict all the time. It's like, I want to be creative, but They're exactly. At war with each other. I want to be perfect <laughs> creative. I have no engineering, no analytical and you, your That's question a, earlier, how we jibe, I'm a dreamer and he does it. I love that. <laughs> you know, though. I'll come up with it and then he builds it. But oh, you I know what? It. That's funny because that's kind of how I am. Yeah. I like have all these great ideas and he's like, oh, let me see. Let me do some research on that. I'm not going to sit yeah. down and research that shit. I, how am I going to? It's just going to happen. But I'm just going to make it happen. But there's a creative <laughs> component to it. Like whenever we were going to renovate the house, we started talking about it like couples do. And, you know, we just kick the idea around. You'll appreciate this because we... 
all of a sudden I'm like, oh, I'm going to draw the whole house and then I'm going to draw it in 3D and then I'm going to make the changes in 3D so we can see what it's going to look like. And I went down the rabbit hole of finding software that allowed every rug pattern, every picture on the wall, the paint, everything was exactly the house in 3D. Wow. And then I changed it and then I put it in VR and had her put VR goggles on. I know I just, it's nerd city in here right now, but um, this is the joke I make because it's so true. Took me three hours to build it in VR and have her put the thing on and say, oh my God, that's perfect. And then it took three years to actually do it. So be yes. careful with those yes. creative endeavors yeah. because Whew. you never know. But it's it's it. I like it because that was sort of the marriage of technology and art. Yeah. That it, it, it kind of goes together. I, uh, Becky's pointing at those two, but it's like that it does go together when you, and I sometimes I do the, I do both where I'm like, the creative side, and then it's it bursts into a thing I got to go do with the nuts and bolts or whatever. So well, he's got a creative side too, and he does models and he likes, but he likes well, the I engineering did, part of that. For, for uh, years, I, I did together, yeah. shows that were one offs. I did beauty pageants for years. Yeah, and it, you know, it's a one off show, and I was the desi- I was the lighting designer, technical director, and it was just you know, the other person would come in to do the beauty pageant, and I'm like, okay, here's what we can do. Let's see what we can make out of it. Yeah, there's did, plenty of creativity in I that. I did the yeah. Miss Orlando Beauty Pageant for years. Oh, nice. And there were no budget. Yeah. Nothing. So you're pulling it out of so your you head. So you have to be creative. You have to be. Bartering beer. Yeah. You know, Bartering beer. <laughs> Bartering beer. Yeah, those were the Anheuser-Busch days where I, I would get two cases of beer a month. And <laughs> For being an employee. For being an employee yeah. of Anheuser-Busch. And I would stockpile it. And then when a show would come up, I'm like, well, I need this equipment. Hey, I've got 10 cases of beer. What can I get for? Yeah, well, I love it. That's awesome, though. I'll use that for plumbers. That is liquid gold. That is, that is, that's sort of business acumen on top of the creative process. Well, you had to. Yeah, I was like, I needed lights. Um, 15 cases. How many lights can I get? Oh, I love it. That's brilliant. I love it. What do I need to do? What do we need to make this happen? I have no money, but I got beer. Yeah. <laughs> Mad well, barter skills. I mean, you're doing it on a whole different level. You're reminding me of my like moving days when it's like, how many beers and how much pizza is it going to cost, guys, to help me move this couch? That kind of stuff. But at a larger scale, it was well. Then, then it got you know when I was at SeaWorld, it you know the budgets you know really expanded. Sure, we did a lot of traveling, and because we had Broadway designers on the shows, and so you know my job was to okay take what they they designed mm. and then implement it. Yeah, you know. And sometimes it worked, sometimes it didn't. You know, yeah. it's, it's the nature of show business. Sure, you know, yeah. some, of course. Yeah, you know, show business is like sometimes it's it's a hit, and then sometimes it's a dud. And you don't always know why. <laughs> yeah. You don't and always it, know why, you right? Don't, you know. But it wasn't because of you. No, it was, I just my job is to put it together. Yeah. Oh, that's uh, awesome. Sounds like fun, though. I really loved it. You know, yeah. in those years, the, you know, nowadays, you know, at my age, yeah, you know, you have to hand your life over to that because yeah. it is it's twenty hours a day. You're not oh, nonstop, wow. and I, yeah. I can't do that anymore. Yeah. So now I'm. Yeah. Eight, so what are you doing these days? Eight to four thirty, Monday through Friday, holidays off. And I didn't have <laughs> holidays for thirty years. Yeah. You know, you, in well, yeah, because entertainment, you work, you yeah. work it. 
you know, mm-hmm. there's that's when you work. Yeah. Oh yeah. So he's yeah. working for a small local company and he loves it. Oh yeah. It's we a, love small local companies. I, oh, we do. I am so right. happy with this company. It's really good. Well, you can mention the company if you want. It's Candela Controls. Candela. Listen to you. You're doing. You're. My, your mar- my, your mar- that's a marketing oh. voice. Oh, marketing Candela voice. Controls. I don't. Well, it might sound like a different kind of voice. Everyone just googled that. <laughs> yes, they did. They're probably going to get a lot of traffic and then go, to, no, 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 no. That's no, no, not no. what Wait, we that's do. that's not what I'm calling for. <laughs> so are you both foodies? Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, both of you are. I love it. You've I've turned him on to being a foodie. I was a foodie before. I ate before. I had food. Yeah. <laughs> but we, it's funny. We he talk just didn't about, take pictures of it. <laughs> we, I just never took pictures. Yeah. We talk about what a foodie is. We just had some friends of ours on that yeah. own a restaurant and have been traveling. They do a podcast about food. Have you been to Tornator's Restaurante? No. <gasps> Where's you have that? To go. It's in it's College, in College Park, Park, and it is amazing. It's authentic Italian food. They're about to switch the whole thing, which they announced on our show, yes, to fine exciting. dining. But, you know, it's been a mom and pop type and restaurant, but it is one of these places where you go, especially now, maybe once it's been converted because they're doing that this year, they're closing. Yeah. And, but it's one of these places right now where you go in and it's all cool. It's casual little pizzeria. And then you order a meal and eat it. And you're like, oh my God, this is like I'm in a really nice restaurant. That's what it's like. So you have to go yeah. there. Awesome. We will. It we, is we'll so try good. It. We, we, we like, love local. Yeah. So yeah. Denny, we, and, yeah, we Denny love local. and Maria also just got their sommelier. Yeah, you said it right, I think. Sommelier, right? Sommelier certificates. So they're not master sommeliers, but they've got the first step in. That's awesome. But still, to pass that test, it's like... It's huge. It's such a small percentage that actually pass it. So now they have that on top of the fine Italian dining. Oh, That's awesome. When you talk about being a foodie and you talk about being a lover of wine, which you are both, you, you know, the... Uh, to me, when we say foodie, that, that's kind of what I want to know. What food goes with the wine when I go to like a dinner mm-hmm. place? Well, like, see, we do that. All, we love pairings. Yes. We, you know, oh, we've yeah. been to. You'll, you'll be invited um, to one of our beer or wine. A beer pairing. Oh, my God. We, we've you do done, it at your house? Yeah. Oh, that's oh amazing. My God. We, amazing. We've done. The, the interesting one was the Girl Scout cookies and beer pairing. Oh, I love that's that. Cool. I used to that joke was good. about that we when I was trying to sell We did chocolate and beer pairing. Oh. Not at our house. These were These were at other things. Yeah, at yeah. our house we did a we did a, a beer pairing. Um, so we had a welcome we, we had a beer pairing dinner. Yeah. Chris and Christy were there. A whole bunch of people. Oh, very nice. Uh this was back at my town home in Oviedo, but we did we we love total can I say that? we love of total course. wine and more because yeah. you can get the individual cans. Because yeah. we needed to taste test. We needed yeah. to do tasting. So we you don't got, want to buy like a whole. We got really, really, really wasted. Yeah, yeah. happens. <laughs> so but we did barbecue. With a our, lager. With a lager. And we did, you know, the, the you, when you walked in the door, you got a beer. And it was a quok. A it, Belgian that, quok. It's a Belgian quok. And then we tried to do as many lo- Florida had- beers. I love that oh, you're. Oh, see, yeah, I love the local. We did local, local, beers. Yes, mm-hmm. we did local beers. Uh, and, and we... Did all the sampling? We just we just went to Total Wine and got all these beers, and then we like and the well, here's, foods that we wanted and the foods that we wanted. And here's our here's our appetizer. Okay, what tastes good with this? You know, mm-hmm. and then that's we did a little we research ahead of time, or I did. Yeah, we got a little we got a little wasted during. <laughs> I love it. It's kind of like so you guys are doing kind of like we are. So we love um, hot wings. Is that yes. what it's called? Yeah, hot, hot wings. Hot. Is the, Oh, the show, Hot, Hot ones. ones. Have you seen the show, Hot Ones? No. no. And so, when people say this, it blows me away because I, it's one of my favorite YouTube shows. So they do um, like 10 different wing sauces 
that are like, you know, not very hot all the way to really, hottest really stuff hot. on earth. Yeah. And then the guy does an interview. Now he does famous people. He didn't used to, but now he has like the biggest stars on and he does like a Q and a while they're eating hot wings. Yeah. And that he's is the, hilarious. He's the best interviewer, but we're going to do, you know, we're going to copy him and do it on our show, but we're going to use local hot sauces. That's yeah. awesome. So we can, That's, you know, kind of promote the local hot everything, sauces. Everything with us. We try to do local. Like yeah. there, during the pandemic, we didn't go to any chains. We ordered everything. Oh, I love that. We did only yeah. local because yeah. chains can survive sure. local yeah. stamps. So this is another reason, Torna Tours, you might be interested. They were yeah. loading SUVs with meals and sending them out to the front line, the doctors and the nurses oh, for that's free nice. out of this mom and pop restaurant. And we knew them already, but seeing that, I was like, oh, we're yeah. going to go. And they also were the, one of the very first um, small curbside doing curbside. Yeah. Really? You would call them, you would come up, park, they'd bring, they'd have their mask on and everything, bring your food right out to you. They'd sat outside the restaurant and it was amazing. Yeah. Just the fact well, that they were taking that food that was going to otherwise go to waste and loading it up and taking it to local um, hospitals and stuff. Was People just, that are working, you know, around the like, clock. It makes me want to go to places even more Same. when they yeah. do stuff yeah. like that. I, mean, I love no. that you guys are using local beers too. It's uh, So you're supporting local, you're following your, your passion for beer and food. Except and, for the Quok, which is Belgian. Everything else was so, a Florida and, beer. And, and one of the best ones we, we found was a, uh, we had a coconut. Toasted coconut, coconut co- uh, coffee, coffee porter. Stout. It was a stout. With tiramisu. tiramisu. Oh, my. Oh, my God. God. Okay. Now, if you do tiramisu, though, you got to get it from Tornator's. <laughs> you do, because it's the best. But that's, I'm but telling you, you, I you, can't you, eat it from anywhere what else. A you just take, a little, <gasps> uh, just take a little bit of tiramisu and then a sip. It was amazing. Oh, my God. Wow. It was no. like the flavors just burst in your mouth. Oh, and we, we did copy that from Bikes, Beans, and Bordeaux. Yeah, we... we, we, we but we, still. Because we, we, we were going there a lot for... For parents that they had, and then we had that one, and we kept ordering more because it was just amazing. So we found a a stout that we liked, and it was the toasted coconut chocolate or toasted coconut chocolate stout. That sounds amazing. It's just with with a tiramisu. That was our dessert. It was amazing. I'm going to be messaging you guys after for where to get that stout and what it's called again because I'm never going to remember it. But um, if you, wait, I want to mention if you like pairings, another one of our favorite restaurants, um, Chef's Table. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, table. we've been there a lot. No, we, no, we have not been to Chef's Table. You've we go to the, the tasting tapas. room. Okay. You've been to the tasting room. You have to do the Chef's it's Table a, experience. A, Chris and Christy just went there for oh, their anniversary they? and we, did that. We go every dinner. year for our anniversary. We're actually bringing Denny and Maria along this year, but they for their podcast. But it is unlike. I mean, let me just set the stage for you for a minute. Because it is an event where you go in, you can get the cheese board to start if you want, which, of course, you're going to do. It's in that back room? It is. It's in the back there's where probably, they cook, actually. There's it's probably the chefs. 10 tables in there, maybe? Maybe, maybe 10, maybe, more. maybe 12. But, you know, yeah. you're right there where the chefs are. Chefs come over. The, the chef comes over. And this is one thing I've learned. This is one of those places where order just what he suggests. Don't pick what you think you want because I've ordered what I think I want and she follows the chef. Always. And I always regret it. It's still good, but it's not as good as what she gets. Mm-hmm. But they do, they'll do a cheese board that comes with like jellies and things that go with the cheeses and a wine that goes with it. Then they do the, it's either a salad or an appetizer and mm-hmm. a wine that goes with it. And then they do the main meal and a different wine that goes with it. Yeah. And they do do a dessert yeah. and a wine that goes with it. But he will walk you through their, their master sommeliers. So they'll do a thing, just like you said, where they'll take a, you'll take a bite and then you'll take a sip and then he'll say... 
you taste, you'll start to taste like the minerals of the wine that'll mix with the fat from the duck or whatever it is. And it's just, it's an experience. It's really cool. So amazing. It, yeah, we've, we've done. And you get buzzed. Yeah. And you get, <laughs> oh, really I forgot buzzed. to add. We've, lo- we've learned to Uber. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so here's what <laughs> well, I forgot we to stay, add. Yeah. It's in the bottom floor of the Edgewater Hotel. Yes, which it is. is it, so which we, we stay, stay there and we it's stay. amazing. They have like the oldest the elevator. operating elevator. Mm-hmm. It's all, it looks like the shining in the hall. We heard it's amazing. It really is cool. So we and actually have an episode with the um, part owner because there's oh, a do. group of people this that actually we should own know it the together. And, um, but and it, we interviewed. Oh, awesome. So you can. Yeah, yeah. I want to, we want to stay there. We live right yeah. up the street. Oh, you should. It's really there. inexpensive yeah, too. We, we live, literally can walk, walk to distance. it. Oh, well that, that gives you, I guess, less reason to stay <laughs> there. Yeah. But, oh, and, so you guys are in Winter Garden? Yep. Oh, oh yeah, we you love, have to go. We love Winter Garden. And Lori was on, the, t- the owner Lori Targer, of Chef's Table. Lori who owns the Chef's Table. Yeah. yeah. We did a whole month. I love See, that was when they we own, were themed. Uh, Tour too, right? <laughs> they do. Yeah. Yes. They do. Which I also love. So do we. So it's funny. We did a whole month of Winter Garden when we were doing our theme yeah. mm-hmm. because we love that town so much. Yeah. Well, so. It, I love it because it reminds me of my, I grew up in rural Kansas yep. where there were parades and cute. Oh, and they that's still Winter have Garden. the Farm City Days. Oh, and, we go for like the golf cart parade <laughs> on Christmas. Christmas. Yeah, we did that. Mm-hmm. We'll tell yeah. you a little Halloween story about downtown winter garden oh. yes. okay so we have not done the the halloween that they oh, came we, down we, there. Didn't, we didn't know, know it was we halloween. had no idea oh this is gonna be amazing and, and we went to what well, was urban flat urban on plant and we yeah. we got a seat out front sure we've been there and we started drinking we started drinking and, and watching the kids and parade. watching the kids and we made a drinking game <laughs> So please tell me it wasn't every time you see a costume. If you didn't know, no, it was a, okay. no, it was every time we saw a little girl princess in her princess in her princess with her finger up her nose. Oh every other kid, every other kid, little little princess, sweet, and she had her finger, finger up, way up, way up, up her nose. nose. And this we is, like tied the drink. <laughs> this is a lot like Walmart bingo. <laughs> it was hilarious. We were we dying. couldn't believe how many princesses had fingers, fingers up, up their nose. Oh my goodness! <laughs> so we did make a little drinking. It was an amazing night. It was but just, that little town is so charming, isn't it? Though. And that's, you know, it, it's right up my alley because I do, I'm from a small rural yeah. town and I love, I know the shop owners and I know the restaurateurs and, yeah. you know, we're very, very supportive of our local I love folk. That, and that goes so, right around, right along with what we, right around. Right around with Instagram what we Instagram them and I, you know, promote as much as I can. Same yeah, here. You're very good at marketing stuff. You are. I did notice this. Yes. Well, we're big fans of Winter Garden. So if we haven't, or even if we had have them on, if you have uh, friends that run the restaurants out there, we've had several restaurants on the show. We went out to Lori's house and uh, met with yeah. her and they were just, she was Love just so place. so kind, so generous. She owns the, um, she's the, the attic door. Attic door. The- Pammy yeah. Sammy's is awesome. Yeah, that's, that's another you really will good love Pam. She's on, the, she's on one of the side streets in okay. Winter Garden, downtown, All right. with oh. sandwiches and drinks. And Is that the one we tried to go to that was closed? They were closed or uh, something. Yes. They have yep. a little outdoor area. Yep. Um, it's really good. They're okay, awesome. We're going to do but that one. Mark at the Table is awesome, too. Oh, we love, oh, we love that place oh, awesome. that, so that's, much. That's an extravagant... Because it's, it's expensive. The, sh- the short but ribs it's, are it's fantastic. It's so worth it. So just for clarity, Chef's Table is the same way. It's not the same as the front. It's just like fine dining. In fact, they yeah. won Best Fine Dining in Central Florida mm-hmm. this past year in like Restaurant Magazine. But it's... Um, it, you know, you're going to spend some money in there for and that, it's but it's like, worth it. It's so worth totally it. You know, you're not going to go every week, right? No. But on a special occasion, yeah, that's it, when you go. And but I love that they've also, you know, kind of changing with the times. Now they have an outdoor area where people can sit. Yeah, they do brunch now, 
So they're kind of expanding. Is this uh, markets a table or no? Um, chef's, chef's table. Chef's okay. table. Yeah, the tasting room. And you yep. know they make amazing drinks there. They're mixed they drinks. Yes, are they amazing. do. And they have well, great I, beef Wellington. I have a feeling all mm-hmm. that you know all that seating out front is going to stay. Yeah. Oh, I think so. I think I don't for think for the whole town. For yeah. the whole town, I don't Hasn't think that sort of made the culture even better. It was already yes. great, but it's, I it's even better now. Yeah. It's even better. People are out and about yeah. and eating yeah. outside. We we are famous for so we go for our anniversary every year. We got mm-hmm. married in Winter Garden right there at that big tree. Um, but we, um, uh, we'll take our bikes out and we'll do a day of biking and then go into the barbecue place and the crooked Beer. can and all that. Yeah. And then going to chef's table and going to market to table and going to the, um, the, the farmer's market, the, the theater every yeah. year. We do this every year. So it's, yeah. it's awesome. It's, it's everything that a rural Kansas girl would want. Oh, very nice. <laughs> I love it. Well, Thank you so much for joining. This is great. And it's very exciting to hear what you're doing now. It's like... Um, I do love it. I'll have to send you some links. And, yeah, please uh, do. It's a lot of fun. I I like my day job. I love it. Yeah. And I love my the people that I work with. But I, I do a little bit of freelance as long as it's not another engineering company. It has nothing to do with that. Yeah. Uh, I'm doing some other Just so it's stuff not like a conflict or whatever. No conflict of interest because it's yeah. like hemp yeah. companies and sure, CBD sure. companies. And, oh, yeah. very nice. And I work with my friend Chris who, um, who you know, breweries, Deadwoods. He did uh, oh. help brand Deadwoods Brewery over on OBT. You should try that out. We is actually, it Chris B- Bear? Oh, Chris Bear. Okay, I was saying Chris Bonomo, but so we'll have uh. to let you know. We actually so Dan's childhood home. We the family that bought his home. Their last name is Fox as well. Not and related. What? Yeah, Not and they're really. starting. They have a hop yard on their property. I'll and have to show you what they've done with the place. It is amazing. Having a brewery, they're building a brewery, yeah. and they have a chicken farm. Where is it? It's in a popka. It's in a popka. It's, it's literally um, right down the road. Best way to describe it is if you were you ever been to Rock Springs, the or Kelly Park, yes, or kayaking so, out there. Yep. So if you're going down Park Avenue, that main street, and like two or three lights from the very end, when you're way out in the middle of nowhere, there's a street called Pond Can, a cross street. I used to live. You took a right, right up against Wekiva National Forest. My my parents had five acres right up against the forest. That's where I grew up. You know, playing in the woods and stuff. And after my dad passed, my mom sold the house and a you know, big house, a lot of property, too much for her. It was like greenhouses and woods. Well, the other Fox family came in and uh, Jen and so Mike, are, they're so, here's it's the coolest amazing, thing. Dude. We've become, Jen and Mike are so awesome. We've become friends with them. They were over for dinner a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. They're the greatest, but it's like family still, but it's not my family. But they cleared the land and put in a hops yard. Which hops don't grow, as you you probably know. Hops don't grow very well in Florida because of the light. They do that. Well, they've rigged up the LEDs <laughs> to sort of trick them. Dan's and brother or Dan's brother Jeremy has helped them install that's all the, the lights. That's the coolest yeah. thing, and they're foxes. And they're foxes. They're foxes. But John- and they have a market, like a little country store. Yeah, on yeah. The property, and you have to go. John is a beer drinker or a lover of beers. You'll you'll love this. But they they grow three different strands of hops from like a lighter to a stronger. And they've started doing these events where they have local brewers come out and brew with their hops. Oh, let's and, do that. And they yes. do an event. And then they do yeah. like an event with tents and everything. We, we yeah. emceed it last it's time. It's an oh. annual event. Um, brews and Binds. Bi- yeah, Binds, Binds and Brews. Binds. Send us some info. Binds. I oh, I will Binds. for Check sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So but, it's in November. I think it'll be in November again this year. I think uh, it was maybe November. So. You won't believe you're in Apopka, though. I mean, Apopka is changing. Apopka is, you know, it's my hometown. I love Apopka. But there's like... 
There's uh, Three Artsy Odd Guys thing. Brewery. There's this uh, the uh, uh, Propagate Social House. Glass there's, blowing. It's becoming and there's trendy, cool, hip stuff yeah. that's popping Propagate up everywhere. Propagate Social, little coffee house. I mean, there's some really cool stuff. We yeah. I love it the all. Names of it all so that you can check it out. What I'm excited for too is like younger people maybe listening to the show yeah. or parents of kids who have creative kids, but they do have that like engineering mind too to know that there's a career with engineering firms for somebody who is creative like this. So I think that's a really cool point to kind of take away from what you're doing as well. It's a bit of a niche for an engineering company to have storytellers. It is. I love that. Cause when I was, you know, I I remember when you worked for us and I kind of knew what you did, but when I read that you're writing and producing for an engineering firm, I'm like, that is the coolest thing I've ever heard of. I mean, I don't know that there's too many firms doing that. I I think there are now, Yeah, but I like, being able to travel and go out to the job sites and hang yeah. out with the guys and it's fun. Of course. Yeah. Now for these side and projects that you're doing, these little mom and pop shops, are you doing the same kind of thing for them? No, I'm doing mostly branding yep. and website writing. and uh, That's still fun. Traditional it's, marketing oh, it's, stuff. It's, yeah. Branding a startup is awesome. I bet. You know, because you're involved with logo development and the name and... All kinds of cool stuff. Yeah. So. And just for them to be able to kind of take your input on it. Sure. And, you know, you can, especially with a smaller company, you're like, oh, if, oh, look what I, I did that. Because like, once you've you know, done it, you're, you're, yeah. you're in, I mean, I, you know, that's your body. You can't you're go yeah. two years into your business and go, you know, I think I changed my mind on our logo. You know, that you have to really know you're yeah. doing the right thing there. Yeah. It's so fun. I could see that being fun. I fun side gig. Well, thanks again for joining us. And John, you, you too. Guys. Oh, thank you. Yeah. This is fun. This is really fun. There you go. Oh, do it oh. again. <laughs> like, oh, I was going to dub it in. <laughs> Dan and Angie. That's it. Going in. That's the trailer That's for this show. <laughs> it's Dan and Angie. <laughs> I'm going to overlap those two right there and it's sync the, them up. It's the Dan and Angie show. Uh, isn't this the company you used to work for, though? Isn't this a conflict of interest? <laughs> anyway, so if you're interested in the show, call us at 1-900. I'm just kidding. Dan and Angie. So Dan Thanks, and Angie everybody. will take care of you. Yes. Thank Speak. you, guys. Thank you so much. This Thank was really fun so and really cool. It was really cool to see you. It's Good been a while. to see you. It's been a long time. I know. Awesome. We Love all see each other on Facebook, so we I think know. that we like see each other all the time. It feels like that. Well, you'll be... A, uh, out in Winter Garden soon because we're going to have a little something. Oh, well, we I'm love to come. on that invite list, definitely. For sure. We yeah. would love to come, for sure. So, also speaking of Dan and Angie, and I can't do it as good. <laughs> uh, if you'd like to support the show, I'm looking at the camera as if it's recording, but it's we, we, for the first time, I think after 130 something episodes, we started a Patreon. So, if you want to help Finally. support the show mm-hmm. with either one, three, or five dollars, you can by going to patreon.com slash fine and dangy that's d-a-n-j-e-e because angie spells her name a-n-j-e-e special and that's it and again thank you guys for joining us thanks everybody let's go have another drink we're gonna have another drink and guys remember at the end of each and every day it's it's all fine fine and dangy that's awesome i my hair now and then I thought, screw it, I'll just dub it out. That was fun. Isn't that cool? That's me. That's you. Um, you've got to watch that New Orleans. Dan and Angie. Dan and Angie.
Jay.